Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome to a Why Can't We podcast called This Sport Podcast. My name is Peter Harding. And I'm Sean Morrow. Each month we'll bring you up to date with disability sports stories from around the world. We'll also be joined by a few people involved in disability sports. Why Can't We has been running since 2012 after I saw the Paralympics in London. After attending as a spectator, I wondered why we don't see coverage of disability sports on a regular basis. Disability sports happen all the time, not just every four years. So I started the campaign to help raise awareness of disability sports and the campaign has grown from there. These podcasts are made to help you keep up to date with para-sports, for relief athletes to sports fans. Or if this is the first time you're hearing about disability sport, please follow on Why Can't We social media or visit whycantwe.co.uk and make sure you subscribe to this podcast the campaign can't carry on without your support so join us each month for an update on this sport pod let's just get started then so so do you want to first of all do you want to introduce yourself uh well uh my name is martin hibbert Uh, i live in chorley lancashire uh, Boltonian, uh, born and bred, um, very proud Boltonian. Uh, I'm a Man United supporter, been a season ticket holder, been been watching them for 40 years pretty much, been all over the world. Well, that's been um, interesting recently. Uh, say that again. That's been interesting recently then. But yeah, it's been an interesting 10 years, um, yeah. but I can't grumble with what I've seen and the trophies that they've won. And uh, I do, I do believe football goes in a big circle and you know, you, you do, you, it's kind of the highs and lows. Yeah. So we're, we're in a low at the minute, but that, that'll change. Yeah. I mean, I'm a Fulham fan, so I know, I know the feeling. Well, there you go. <laughs> you're stuck, you're stuck in this bit here for. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Everyone there doesn't go to the top, but we'll see. We'll see. <laughs> uh, yes. Yeah, so, so do you want to tell me a bit about, you know, what your journey? So if people are tuning into this podcast, yeah. what, what happens and how have you, essentially come to climb Kilimanjaro? So, yeah, so my, my story starts, um, I've become kind of, I suppose, infamous with uh, what happened in 2017 in Manchester. So I'd taken my then 14-year-old daughter, Eve, to the Ariana Grande concert at the Manchester Arena on the 22nd of May 2017. Uh, and uh, got a long story short, uh, we left her in the encore. Uh, we were walking through the city room and, we ended up being the closest survivors. So we were six metres away when Salman Abed detonated his suicide bomb. Um, I suffered 22 shrapnel wounds, um, one that had 
totally severed my spinal cord. So I'm now, I now have a T10 complete spinal cord injury. So in layman terms, I'm paralyzed from the belly button down. Uh, the rest was scattered all over my body. Uh, so I was like, uh, I always laugh about it. I always, if you, you remember like the Tom and Jerry cartoons when, when Tom would be shot and he'd drink a pint of water and he'd leak. It was almost like that, you know. Uh, I'd holes all over my body. Um, but thankfully, I'd shielded Eve uh, from the bomb blast, but one bolt had got through and it hit her in the temple and went straight through. So she's she suffered a very traumatic brain injury uh, and has been left, uh, you know, kind of in a wheelchair herself. You know, I'm pretty sure we'll probably need care for the rest of her life, but we're both alive and... And that's kind of where we are. You know, I, I spent six months in hospital. Eve spent about 10 months in hospital. And, uh, yeah, just kind of that's been the attitude, really, that I'm not going to allow the, one, the terrorists or my injury to dictate who I am and what I can do. And like I said to you before, it's actually made me stronger and more stubborn uh, yeah. than I was. So before you're, before this all happened, you're entirely bullied and... Yeah. How much experience have you had of disabled being, you know, having a disability or even not, not, no, not, not very much. I mean, my mum, my mum had arthritis and stuff, but I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't have class eight. She wasn't disabled as such. Uh, I mean, it did end up being a disability because she couldn't walk and, you know, she ended up, uh, unfortunately, she passed away last year. Um, but no, I like, you know, the, you know, the, Obviously, you know, like like most people, you you see it about, but you 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 don't see it, you know, and that that's one of the things where you know when I'm out and about in my wheelchair, I mean, I drive, I drive a car, I go out shopping, I travel, you know, I go to the football. You don't really see a lot of disabled people out, and I think you know one of the things that I'm frustrated about is just the level of accessibility in this country and the perception of disability, you know. You can ring a hotel and it's, I'm sorry, Mr. Hibbert, we don't have any accessible rooms or sorry, sir, we don't have a lift to this floor of this restaurant or we don't have a ramp or, and it's just, it's just ridiculous that in the 20, you know, the 21st century that, you know, just because I'm in a wheelchair, it stops me getting into places, you know, we still have that. Uh, so that's one of the things that I'm trying to change and that's what the Kilimanjaro project was about that it was about look at what somebody in a wheelchair can do when they've got the right help and support you know I can climb Kilimanjaro but actually there's still shops in London that I can't get in yeah you know how crazy is that you know and it is terrible it's getting better uh, but there's still a long way to go and and, and and you know if you've seen a lot of the interviews that I've done you know, it, it's not the spinal cord injury. It's not the wheelchair that makes me feel disabled. It's people. Yeah. It's people's perception of disability. Yeah. It's, it's the lack of accessible rooms in hotels. It's the lack of ramps and accessible means to get into places. Um, you know, and I, when I'm doing my motivational talk and I say, you know, it's, you know, when, when you hear about disability, you're either a Paralympic gold medalist or you're a benefit scrounger, and I'm neither. Yeah, you know, yeah. Uh, and you it's that you have done a lot. To, you've achieved a lot. Well, there, there is, but wow. I, I don't see myself as being a, a superhero or inspirational. Yeah, no, or exactly. I, I just don't. I'm, I'm just living the life that I feel I should live. Yeah. There was no. I'm not doing anything that I didn't do before I was injured. 
but why should I not be able to travel? Why should I not be able to eat in nice restaurants just because I'm in a bloody wheelchair? That's yeah. what I get. That's what I get angry about. Um, and you know, you've probably had it yourself, where you know you book an accessible room and you get in it, and you're like, "There's a there's a bath in the accessible. How, how am I going to get in and out of that?" Yeah. You know that that's the perception that we need to change. Yeah, uh, and we're only going to do that by singing and shouting about it and calling it in when we see it. So Definitely. that's what I do now. You know, I've got I've got quite a big media following now. So if I put something on Twitter, I get a, a big response on it, and that's what I do now. I call it in. You know, my my appearances on BBC Breakfast and in the media, on radio, you know, it's given me a voice now. So I can challenge things for the better. And, you know, I get it, you know, all the time. Oh, I didn't, you know, until I saw it on, until I saw you on BBC Breakfast, I didn't even realise that was an issue. Well, you won't because nobody talks about it. Of course, exactly. I I think that's kind of the the key message that we're trying to push as well. Why can't we? Is that disability sport is something that does happen all the time. Yeah. And actually... It's, it might not be the Paralympics. It might not be these major events that everyone's expecting. Yeah. It might just be your local football team who's got a disability team. And actually, they're achieving ahead of a lot of stuff. Mm-hmm. But they might not be praised as much as, say, the everybody team who've gone and won the Cups. One, one, one of my good friends who's in a, a wheelchair, he, he's, he was my peer support officer at the Spinal Injuries Association, he's Gary Dawson. He goes all around the world playing basketball. Yeah. You know, and he's a very good basketball player. And, you know, you see Wimbledon when you – I mean, I'm still in disbelief at how how you can play tennis in a, in a, in a wheelchair. And that's me. I'm in a wheelchair. But I think, God, like, you know, kind of wheeling with a cup of coffee is hard enough. But, like, I, 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 you know, even watching it, I'm just like, I don't know how they do it. I'm in a wheelchair. I don't know how they do it. So I've got to ask them, have you actually tried wheelchair tennis or tried any wheelchair sports? No, Gary's on it. Gary's on it. I'm, I'm one of these that, and my wife, I don't know if my wife's listening, but she, she'll probably come in and, and say, yes, I agree. Okay. But like with me, I'm, I, I haven't, not, I don't think I'm all seedy or anything. Gabby would probably tell you differently, but with me, when I do something, I give 150% like, to the point where, like, if I, I'm so competitive, like, I've got two younger brothers and we were competitive at everything, you know, to the point of where we fought, even now we fought, like, we've got a fancy football league between the three of us and we fall out about it because we're so competitive. And for me, if I do something, I'm not one of these that, oh, it's the taking part that is, no, it's not, it's about winning. Yeah. Yeah. And I, that's me. Like, if I do something, I've got to be the best. Yeah. I've got to win. And um, that's why, like, with sports stuff, I just don't get involved because it, it would just take over my life. Like, Gary's like, come and play basketball. It's just like, and I, I, I did used to play basketball, but I just know that, like, I, I've just become an animal. <laughs> so, uh, there's a few there's a few people that are after me uh, to do sports, but at the minute I've, I've kind of kept it to, at arm's length. Not because I'm I'm not interested. I just know that I'd just be uh, yeah an animal and um, yeah, just take over my life. And I've just got other things that I need to do at the moment. And that's fair enough. Yeah, I'm sure I'm sure in the future you might turn your hand to whatever sport it might be but you know, that's, yeah that's- I mean I'm a, I'm a big football fan I'm a, I'm a big Man United fan I've been all over all over the world watching Man United that, that's my passion so when I'm not when I'm not running around like a, a nutter football is my kind of my thing and I've uh, I'm in a I'm in one of the new disabled sections or just started to go to away games and things so that that's kind of my 
that's my kind of chill out time going watching Man United and and yeah. how have you found accessibility for football matches and going to the... No, United are really good, you know. Good. Um, they've, they've spent they spent about 12 million quid on new facilities. And um, it's amazing. Um, so I can't grumble. I can't good. grumble. It's one of them, you know, you go to some grounds and it's amazing. You go to others and it's, you know, it's not the best. But, you know, um, it is what it is. It, it's certainly better than it was a few years ago. Yeah. Um, like I say you got to Old Trafford now, and it's it's amazing. It's really yeah, that's, that's really good to hear. Uh, you know, it's actually going abroad and stuff because I one of one of the things I did before I was injured, we'd we'd go and watch United abroad. Um, so we'd have like a couple of away days every year, and that's the issue at the minute. That in in the United Kingdom, disability and stuff in and accessibility is 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 getting better. Abroad, it's just you know, unless you go to like the new camp or something like that. But you know, like the, the teams that were played in the Europa League, one of them's in Moldova, one of them's in Cyprus. You know, they probably don't even know what a wheelchair is. You know what I mean? So I wouldn't, I wouldn't expect the uh, accessible facilities to be anything, uh, anything good. Uh, so we'll see. Uh, yeah. That that's kind of what I. Uh, it's my passion. Uh, yeah. Despite how they've been playing, uh, I still. I still turn into a seven-year-old every time I've got all traffic. Hi, I'm Megan. I'm a Why Can't We journalist and you can read some of my articles at whycantwe.co.uk. Let's go back to, to your story then. And, and so this life-changing event had happened. Um, how, you said that you kind of, you wanted to just get on with life. You wanted to try and carry on and you want to you know fight all these challenges yeah. that kind of put up against you yeah but what made you decide right Kilimanjaro let's, let's go towards I think um what what I tended to fight like when, when I was at the Spalna unit and when, when I was in the hospital they tend to focus on the things that you couldn't do mm-hmm. as opposed to what you could do and it did me head in that uh, and, I, and I think I wound a lot of people up at the hospital because I was like well no but I want to do this I, I, I know I can do it well, no, we don't think you can. It's like, no, I can do it because I know I will. Do you know what I mean? And it was, and that was the attitude, you know, it's like, I can do it and I'm going to do it, whether yeah. you whether you say I can't or not. And actually, you know, I can always hear my wife and my friends going like, don't say that because if you say you can't do something, it's going to try and prove you wrong. Mm-hmm. So I've always been like that. I've always been like a bull to a red rag when somebody tells me I can't do something. I love proving people wrong. And that's kind of, it's become even bigger now because yeah. you know, there's so many other challenges that, you know, it's kind of like, oh, uh, I wonder if I could do that. Right. Um, so, so yeah, so obviously I started kind of doing a bit of work for the Spinal Injuries Association and we raised a hell of a lot of money. And then somebody just made a flipping comment about, oh, you've, you've just raised a million quid. What are you going to do next year to do it? And I don't think they're expecting a reply. And I just said, oh, I'll do something. I'll risk my life doing something. I'll, I'll climb Mount Everest or something. Yeah. And they were like, really? I was like, yeah, like, we'll, we'll do something crazy. Uh, so anyway, they went away and came back and they was like, they don't think Mount Everest possible. Nobody's done it in a wheelchair, but uh, they've said that the second hardest one is probably Kilimanjaro. So wow. Well, that's, that's how we do it then. Well, let's do that. And I, I, I don't think they thought I was serious. And I was like, right, yeah, let's do it not really thinking about how I would do it, who would do it with me. 
you know what I mean? I just, like a lot of things I do, I just say, yeah, well, you know, worry about it afterwards. Like the Richard Branson approach, you know, say you can do it and then worry about are you going to do it afterwards? Yeah. Uh, and then that was the back end of 2019. And then obviously, you know, the world kind of stopped revolving, didn't it, for a couple of years? And, did, yeah. uh, and then uh, about this time last year, Tanzania came off the red list and uh, we got um, a date in the diary for June this year. Uh, so we flew out end of May and uh, we reached the summit on the 11th of June. Amazing. Amazing. Yeah, the, uh, second, How was it? <laughs> oh, I mean, it was, yeah, I mean, I still have to pinch myself that we've done it, but uh, I mean, it was, you know, because, you know, you being a disabled man, you'll know, like, you know, kind of the, the risks associated with doing it. You know, I, I was risking my life doing it, you know, so there was yeah. a lot of a lot of thought having to go into it in terms of, you know, how I did my, you know, there's no toilets on the side of the mountain, so doing your bowel, your bladder, you know, you're checking your skin. There were so many things that could go wrong, and if it did go wrong, you know, could potentially be life-threatening. Um, so there was that. Uh, there was obviously the cold, the heat, uh, the terrain, obviously, you, you go, it was almost like uh, being a hobbit and uh, going on Lord of the Rings, you know, kind of going to the top of the, it. That's literally what it was like, you know, kind of wind and fire and rain and sleet and snow and boulders, ash, you know, there were, it was everything. Uh, but no, it was amazing. And to see the views and to see the law, even the local people looked at me as ought to go like, how are you going to do this? You know, yeah. um, but no, it was amazing. And to be, you know, to do only 60% of able-bodied people do it. Wow. You know, so, you know, that, that in itself is, is good. Yeah. And uh, um, what that now allows us to do in terms of, cause you know, that's gone all around, that story has gone all around the world. Yeah. I've had messages from across the globe, um, how it's inspired, how it's motivated, changed perception. So, so yeah, so I'm just hopeful that it now allows me to, uh, well, it is going to do, you know, we're, we're going to start lobbying government. That's what my call was before you, just talking about how we get now in front of ministers and to hopefully change, you know, how we view accessibility and yeah, of course. the law, the law around discrimination. And, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, the Equality uh, Act, which, you know, we cannot be discriminated because we're disabled, yet we we have to put up with it every single day. Yeah, yeah. You know, so that's that's what I want to, that's what I'm passionate about now. Amazing. And, and that's, that's the next, that's the next project. So yeah, watch this first. Hello, my name is Elle. I'm a journalist for Why Can't We?, and you can find some of my articles at whycan'twe.co.uk. So you climb Kilimanjaro, yeah. you come back, and you've raised all this money. Mm -hmm. Have you now got another ambition of, of the next project, or the next... Yeah, um, I mean, I'm not really talking about it, but I, I want to do Everest. Everest, wow. I want to do Base Camp Everest. That, that's the one. That's the one I want to do. Wow. And I'm, I'm having a chat in January with a a team who reckon they can help me get up. Um, so I'm just going to listen to them and have a, and say, that, that, that's the one I want to do. Yeah. Because it's not been done. 
And do you have to do training for it and everything? Or? Yeah, I mean, it's going to, uh, I mean, Kilimanjaro was tough. I mean, this is probably going to be 12 months training, I think. Yeah, yeah. Um, so we'll see. I mean, it, it takes an able-bodied person 11 days, so it's, it's almost kind of like double, double the time. And it's obviously the temperatures and you're obviously touching the death zone and stuff like that. So it, I'd have to give it a lot of, thought you know what I mean like Kilimanjaro you know yes it was a risk but you know other than if something went terribly wrong there's no real risk to life with Everest I mean obviously somebody died a couple of weeks ago you know yeah. one of the yeah. team who I'm talking with they've, they've, they've lost one of the team oh wow um, so it's it's serious scary yeah yeah uh, and you know I don't know if I want to put my life through it again and my friends and family and stuff so I've, I've got it so yeah so I'm going to have a I'm going to have a think about it, but it's it just it, these things eat away at me. Yeah, you know what I mean. And it's like if I can do it, I'd, I'd want to give it a go. Yeah, of course, of course. Do you think if you hadn't had your disability, you would have tried to do these challenges? Like go to probably not. Probably not. No, it's, it's a sad thing to say, isn't it? It is. I mean, uh, yeah. I, I I think I'm. Uh, but again, I think, you know, not that I was, I wasn't different in any way. I just had different objectives, different things that I wanted to achieve. And then when you go through a, an experience like I have, everything that you thought was important overnight disappears. So I've got a different approach to life, what's important, what's not important. Um so I do, I talk about, you know, the, the, the Martin that you're talking to now, I always talk about, it's like Martin Hibbert, Mark III. Mm. You know what I mean? I, I talk about, you know, when I look at, when I look at photographs of me, I, I just, it, it's like a different person. Yeah. You know, and it's, in some ways it's sad. In, in, in some ways I like who I am. I, I love who I am now. Uh, and, uh, you know, I was, I was doing a, um, uh, about this time last year, I was over in Sheffield doing a uh, with my uh, with a spinal expert, just doing a report for for the arena uh, inquest. Yeah. And um, I said something I've, I've never said it before. And um, I said, you know, if somebody said to me, right, you can go back to your old life tomorrow and be able-bodied, would you do it? And I was like, I don't know if I would. And that's quite powerful, isn't it? Yeah, it is, it is. Yeah. I don't know. I think I prefer the Martin that I am now. Yeah. When um and when I think about that, I think like shit, like that's a that's quite a powerful thing, you know what I mean? And I, and I, and I, I I'm I'm still in that mindset where I don't know if I would go back. Yeah. You know, and people go, quite sure you'll but I was like, I don't know if I would. I actually prefer the person that I am now. Yeah, that is amazing. I think it's... And, 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 you know, I'm not, you know, there's obviously things I would change, you know, kind of the bowel, the bladder, and, you know, all that kind of thing, you know, having accidents and stuff like that. It's not nice, but uh, I, I just, you know, who I am now, I've got purpose. I've got, I know who I am and what I'm about. I don't know if I could answer that. Uh, previously so I know it's probably a bit deep for what we're talking about but it has it that, that's been on my mind that you know if you could go back would you and I was like I don't know if I would I I think I can join you in that um, statement I mean it's it's something when I had my brain injury 
for example, I, I suddenly realised there's a whole world of disability sport out there and suddenly there's this new kind of passion, this new yeah. desire to, to change the world, essentially. And I yeah. think that's yeah. what you're saying here. That... No, definitely. Uh, and I do, I, I love the person that I am now. And, you know, there are there, there's still days when I have bad days and I'm frustrated and I'm ill and I end up in hospital and... Um, but I look at, you know, what I've done over the last five years and, you know, where I've been, where I've travelled to, you know, the people that I've met. You know, Dan Walker's just written about me in his book. Mm. You know, um, you know, I, I think, you know, the, the Martin before it, you know, just, just coasted along and, you know, didn't really, you know, have any objectives or, you know, um, so yeah, it was it was a power, very powerful thing that when I said it. But I I still when I still ask myself, I think I probably wouldn't. Yeah. Um, you know, with everything that's happened, and that, that's very powerful. No, it's incredible. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for for this interview and talking to you. Very so. welcome. Thank you yeah. for uh, inviting me on. It's a, a pleasure. Like I say, if you if you ever want me to come on again, let me know. Definitely will do. Thank you very much. Cheers. No problem. Thank you. If you enjoyed this podcast, then don't forget to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Join us next time on Disport Pod. See you then.